What up, y'all? This is for all the folks with a smaller e-commerce business. Are you ready to reach a global audience of over a million people? Word. <laughs> this upcoming season of the Empowered Millennials podcast can do exactly that. I have advertising opportunities for you to grow your business, make money with minimal work at a very affordable price. So the link is in the show notes for you to learn more and ways that you can advertise on this podcast. So make sure you fill out the form for more info. What's up, Trailblazing fam? Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Millennials podcast with me, your host, Angela Gentile. Um, you know, I say this every episode and I truly, truly mean it. I'm happy you're here. Very happy that you're listening. And I am very honored to be able to share stories that inspire, enlighten, and provide value for you to just live a dope and epic life because I always want to reiterate, you're never stuck. You're always in control and there are no fucking rules. So bust out of the box, claim your truth and start living a life you love. Um, I mean it. I mean it. And I hope that you'll keep tuning in every week to listen to what I have to say and the guests. And if you want to dive in, you know where to find me. Peep those show notes, yo, for ways that we can connect and do some one-on-one -on -one work and maybe even some workshops I got going on. So please make sure that you do that. And as always, if you like it, five-star review this bad boy on Apple Podcasts for the SEO and the Google and the whole algorithm and making sure that people who are looking for this kind of content have the opportunity to find it. All right. Woo. Are y'all ready for some story time? I know. Everybody's ready. Buckle up because it's going to be a good one. Because um, I came across something on IG uh, like a couple days ago. And it went something like, share one of the craziest work experiences you ever had. And I was like, oh, immediately know what I want to share. So I, I went to head to the comments and type it in and said, nope, this is a podcast. <laughs> so I often forget that I have this platform that people actually give a shit about what I have to say. And I'm a funny as fuck storyteller. So here we go. I have lived this whole full life of wild and crazy experiences and I don't believe that there's one straight line to happiness. You know, it's not like there's this A to B and once we get there, that's it, hang it up and then we die. I feel like there's always a twist and turns and windy road and there's always opportunities if you're listening and willing to take it. So I figured I'd share a story with you um, about one of the jobs that I had because I've, <laughs> I think everybody just knows that I was a teacher and that's like the job that I talk about because it's a career and something that I spent a lot of time in, but you know, I've had, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had so many jobs, so many. I worked at, um, as a Subway sandwich artist. Yep. Fucking elbow deep up in that tub of mayonnaise. Yeah. Sick bro. Yep. So I was a sandwich artist, uh, folded clothes and retail. I think that was probably like one of the worst jobs I've ever had <laughs> was retail. Um, I worked, for one, one summer for an internship. Um, I worked for the public access station here in Springfield, Mass. And I would lug around this like 1995 camcorder and tripod to like Habitat for Humanity sites where they were doing an unveiling for a new house for a new family. So I would like record all of that for public access. Um, I worked in a radio station, which I think I've talked about. Got to meet some celebrities, rub some elbows, <clears throat> the whole jam. 
I also worked um, on an ice cream truck and would drive around looking for spots to pass out ice cream in the summer. <laughs> uh, I was a bartender and a shot girl, which is part of today's story. Um, there's a piece of that that's riddled in there. I also worked at a laundromat that sold beer. Yep. Weird, right? Like, so you could wash your clothes and then there was like a cafe where you would, there was a, like a salad, you could get like salads and sandwiches and there was a chef and I was the bartender and I also got your dry cleaning and helped you with your laundry. Wild. This is only in California. This is like such an LA thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I did that. I think that might actually be like a good story to tell one day, but for the, to the sake of today's like shock value and funny story about this, um, we're sticking with the time I was a cocktail waitress at a strip club. Um, yes, that is correct, baby. I was maybe um, 19 or 20 years old, somewhere around there. So this is like 2000, 2001. I was, I was working at, I got a job at a strip club. So at that time in my life, I was like rolling with the nightlife crowd. This is where I was a bartender and shot girl at a club. And, and I was this at this like mega club that was probably every weekend was like a thousand people coming in every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. I would sell these test tube shots. I would cocktail waitress. And when I tell you I was making probably more money than I am now, um, <laughs> working those three nights and all I would do was blow it on clothes from like Charlotte Russe. That's, that's what I did. So yeah, I was in the scene. Right. And when you're in the scene and you're 20 years old and you're like a hot chick, you're just like in it, right? You get in for free. Everybody wants you around. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't fucking anybody. I was just fun. Right. And yeah. And I had the in at clubs at, you know, nightlife. Like I knew everybody. And when you kind of work in the industry, your social life is like not the weekends, like everyone else. So you party on Tuesday nights. So <clears throat> we would go to uh, the strip club here that is no longer, it was called the Mardi Gras. And this place is like iconic. And <laughs> this is where we go on Tuesday nights. And when you're there at the strip club, you're making friends with the dancers. And you're also making friends with like, I think now looking back on it, like I, I think he was their pimp or like manager. Uh, I don't want to say his name because like, I don't know if I'm in trouble. But yeah, so I would make, we'd make friends and we all knew each other and, you know, all my drinks were free all the time. So I knew this guy and who was managing all the strippers and he was like, hey, would you ever want to dance? And I was like, mm. I don't think so. And not to say that dancing, is, there's anything wrong with it, but you got to remember this is 20 years ago and there was like, not this bodily autonomy we have now. There wasn't this freedom. There wasn't even this conversation that like sex work is work. Um, so there's still a stigma about it. I don't, I don't think it's ever been for me per se, like that's not my sexy and that's not my self-expression or my sexual expression. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And he's like, well, we're looking for somebody at 
the strip club on like, I don't know, let's just say Tuesday night. It wasn't a third. It wasn't a night I was already working. It was like a random, you know, weekday. And I was like, well, I don't want to dance. And he's like, all right, well, would you want a cocktail waitress? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like it's fucking, the, the, the dudes aren't there for me. Right. Like I'm, I'm not taking my clothes off. I'm not dancing. You come to a strip club for the dancers, not for the cocktail waitress. So I was like, yeah, no problem. Totally fine. So you know, I get ready. And now I was living with my mom at the time. All right. So I couldn't tell her where I was going. Right. Like I couldn't be like, oh, I got a new job. So I I remember I left the house in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. I don't remember where I was told where I was going. Um, And I remember it was like a gray, like zip up hoodie from the gap and old Navy pajama pants that (laughs) were light blue with teddy bears on them. Okay, yeah, why do I remember what I was wearing? I don't fucking know because I have a weird memory like that and I remember these like corny ass details of the situation for the sake of the story. All right, so I'm leaving the house in my sweatshirt and my my pajama pants with teddy bears on it. I look like I'm five. I'm driving, getting in my car, going down to the strip club and I get there and I was like, all right, let's go. I change, put on my like booty shorts and my like cute little like sparkly top and probably my knee boots. I can't remember what I was wearing at the strip club. And I meet the girl who's training me. And do I remember her name? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I do know that she had really dark hair and it was like flat ironed and and framed her face like shoulder length dark hair. It was very very 2000s. Um so you know, she's showing me like kind of the ropes and one of the first things she tells me is she's like, oh yeah, the guys like it when they can take shots off of you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I don't, that's not, I didn't know that that was part of the job. I thought I was just going to like bring drinks and n- nobody was going to care. And I was just going to get tipped and make some money and be on my way. And she's like, well, you make more money if you know you let them take a shot off of you. And I'm not sold on this. I am immediately uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want to be here. This isn't right. Like, this isn't what I want to do. I feel like degraded. I can't do this. I'm not saying this work is degrading, but like to me personally, this is how I would feel. And she was like, well, let me just show you. And I was like, okay, fine. So I'm like going up to the the tables or whatever. And she's taking me and she's like, well, if you put this, if you put the shot in your boobs, you know, they like that, or you put it in and you, are you ready for this? She's like, or you can just like put it in between their legs and you know, if they buy you a shot, you can put it between their legs and then you can get down on your knees and take the shot that way. And I was like, all right, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like I could hand you a fucking shot, but there's absolutely no way that I am getting down on my knees. There's no way that I'm putting things in between my tits. Absolutely not. So I was there probably for about like an hour. I worked for like an hour and then I can't remember if I said I was going home or if I just left. But I remember there was like a back room and I just got my shit and I walked out and I was like, I don't want to do that. I think I might've cried on the way home. So the reason, (laughs) so yeah. So that was my like hour long stint working at a strip club. And I respect anybody who wants to do whatever they want to do to make money. That is amazing. And that just wasn't my jam. I do not even, even in the regular world, like out a concert, out, out at any like specific public place, do not touch me. I do not like to be touched. I have a very strict boundary around my personal space. So this job just was not 
for me, but I did it, but I did it. And I took the opportunity and I was like, yeah, let me just go try it because I could have said, no, I could have had the foresight to anticipate, oh, working at a strip club, you're, you're probably going to get involved in something that you don't necessarily want. But I, I, I was like, I'm in control. I could quit if I want to. Let me just see what this is about. Because I saw what the bartenders were making at the strip club when I went there. And I was like, well, I want to make, I want to make that kind of money, you know? So yeah. So I was there. I worked at a strip club as a cocktail wait- waitress for about an hour. So why do I share this? Um, one, because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, little 20 year old Angela and her fucking teddy bear pants rolling up to the strip club being like, hey guys just kind of a little clueless and also it's about being able to show you what it's like to live this like full wild and outrageous life beyond the box you know I have a lot of perspective on life in general because I haven't just done one thing I haven't stayed on the straight and narrow I haven't done all the things that people told me that I should do I did for a little while but man that that killed me But anytime I see these opportunities come up, and I'm not saying you need to go work at a fucking strip club, but anytime like there's an opportunity where I'm like, hmm, let's see what that's about. I take it. I'm like, that's insane. Especially if I'm like, that's nuts. That's going to be crazy. And I also think what a great story this is going to be. You know, I kind of believe in like, taking a chance on something and seeing what happens. If it's not a, not necessarily something that I feel would completely compromise me, but I'm like, nah, let's do this. I could totally do this and see what's up. Because I think the part of my spirit that got squashed and silenced and like held hostage is when I started my performance in like the teaching world, when I thought how an adult should act, when I was putting on a performance daily of who an adult what like who they should be who they were how they acted what an educator looked like how an educator acted what a good woman should be like I kind of abandoned my curiosity and freedom and started performing I fucking performed and in that performance is where like my spirit died a little bit again I think that's all part of this not saying you need to work at a strip club but like if you're performing and you're wearing this like buttoned up, like straight jacket of a, of a suit or a blouse or whatever you're wearing, like you're performing, you're performing a role and you're performing an act that may not be authentic to you. And, and again, for me in this story, strip club cocktail waitressing wasn't authentic to me, but I also felt in control and that I could have left at any time. You know, because when I look back on when I was the most free and fun and in alignment with myself it was before I started putting on all these hats and fucking tap dancing and role playing for people like a circus act. You know, at the point, I think the point that I want to stress is that there aren't really rules here and you can take a risk and you can try out something. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't always have to be what other people expect you to do or to be try it see what's up see if you like it if you don't guess what you don't have to do it you don't fucking have to do it or maybe you surprise yourself and you're like yo that was insane that was awesome because I also have so many other stories of like oh that time that I wore like a $400 mirrored uh costume it was like a suit made entirely of mirrors and a top hat and I performed at a casino and I had the for like a 15 hour 
day of like dancing, sweating my ball sack off, dancing in front of people in this mirror costume. And I loved it. And it was awesome. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. This is going to be ridiculous. I'm like, this is probably going to suck. And I was like, nah, I'm going to try it. It's going to be great. And I took a chance and I took a chance, you know? So again, <laughs> there are risks and falls and, and hardships and there are challenges but all of these things give you perspective anytime that you deviate from the path, right? The path isn't even yours. So you're just an, in, in like one long fucking echo chamber of what you should do, what you should do, what you should do. But when you start to look off to the sides and, and around and see these opportunities, you know, you can take a chance on something that might fill up your soul in a very different way and learn something about yourself and about the world, about perspective of, you know, how maybe universal this human experience is and how beautiful it can be and how creative you can be and how aligned, uh, how aligned you can be when you take a risk, you know? So I think these, these risks and all of that, even the falls, even the time, you know, you walk out of something and you're like, fuck this, I don't want to do this. They're, they give you perspective and they give you wisdom to see how connected we all are, to see how complicated life can be, but also how very, very simple it is to live your truth. So maybe look at the ways life is showing up for you today. For real. Maybe look at the ways that you're performing looking at the small, simple tasks and opportunities that are showing up. And no, you don't have to suck a test tube shot like a penis to take a risk, okay? But just the ways the world is sort of challenging you and giving you an opportunity for growth, perspective, and a lesson and something more aligned for you. So sometimes just sit quietly, sometimes just look, sometimes open the email, sometimes have an open mind about possibility, about opportunity. It's not always like black and white. <laughs> it can be whatever we need it to be. And we can choose how we kind of navigate through our life on the path in whatever way feels right for us off the path or fucking abandoning it completely and trailblazing into the clearing with a machete, you know? Because if we stay on this roller coaster, like I said, it's just an echo chamber with what we already know to be true. And if we stay on it, then we stay where we are. We get what we get. We stay where we are. We know what we know. We feel how we feel. And since you want change and you want the level up and you're here listening to this podcast, I invite you to go fucking take a chance. Look at the way life is showing up for you right now. Be open-minded to possibilities and be open to the opportunity that comes and that presents itself to you for you to grow. All right. So like I said, strip club or not, whatever, if that's what you got to me, you know what? Maybe you should go work at a strip club. Go fucking try it. It can, if I think if I were to do this now, I would have a completely different perspective because I'm so much more liberated with my body, so much more liberated with my sex, so much more liberated being a woman. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I would, I probably have a fucking blast. I probably have a blast, you know? So who knows? <laughs> Who knows? There's always opportunity. There's always possibility. There's always whatever we want to make of something, you know? So get out of your fucking echo chamber, man. Get out of your echo chamber. Go take a chance. Go take a risk. Go create the life that you want um, and report back. 
I'm curious to know what you choose to do. I'm curious to know how life presented itself to you today in the form of possibility. All right. Um, hope this inspires you a little bit. Hope you <laughs> picture little 20, 20 year old Angela terrified at a strip club. <laughs> um, all right. That's all I got y'all really take a chance, be open to possibility and um, report back. I'd love to know what you did today. I'd love to know how this episode inspired you to see something a little bit differently that challenged you, that grew you and where you gained some new perspective. All right. Um, go get out there, go do it. And um, you totally got this. All right, y'all have a kick-ass day. And as always, go be epic.